Audio. This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw, on Feral Audio. I am your host. I am still Joseph Scrimshaw. This week's episode is all about spooky times. We're discussing Will Weldon's weird obsession with Halloween Horror Nights. You can find the talented and charming Mr. Weldon on Twitter as at Old Man Weldon, and you can check out his podcast with the very funny Eliza Skinner called Angry Little Goats, available wherever podcasts are sold or struggling to find a reliable system for monetization. And speaking of horror, I am delighted to be doing a spooky episode like this because I really like Halloween. I do not give a shit that I'm an adult. I've seen some people on Twitter making fun of adults who like Halloween. To them, I say, I don't give a shit. It is my favorite holiday. And it is my favorite holiday for one very specific reason. No one tries to tell you how you should feel on Halloween. I mean, sure, there are plenty of different emotions or feelings or circumstances you can experience, like horror or gluttony or glee or sexy time feelings and whatever emotions are brought up by the sense memory of trying to see and breathe through a latex mask of Batman's face, whatever emotion that is. But those are all optional feelings. Every other major U.S. holiday is an endless barrage of the world telling you what to feel. And one of the feelings you almost always are expected to feel is some little bit of guilt. Thanksgiving, you're supposed to feel grateful and bloated by turkey. And if you do not feel grateful enough, you should feel guilty. Christmas, you are supposed to feel just an endless string of things. Just joy, peace, goodwill, massive yet hidden pride in the raw power of consumerism, guilt, New Year's is all about optimism, lying to yourself about exercising, hangovers, guilt. Valentine's Day, love, sexy feelings, ironic dislike of the Hallmark card that you just purchased anyway, guilt. St. Patrick's Day is alcohol poisoning and insulting misunderstanding of Irish history and culture, guilt. Easter is joy, renewal, fertility because rabbits shit eggs in your yard and hide them from you, guilt. Fourth of July is all about patriotism, meat sweats, a fear of blowing your own hand off, guilt. Earth Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Arbor Day, National Makeup, a holiday to justify your choices day, all have a little bit of guilt. But not Halloween. Halloween is an honest holiday. We're all intrigued by dark and scary things. We all like candy. We get to put on masks, go to other people's homes, and take things from them. We don't give anything We just take. It's honest. Halloween is basically a huge group of otherwise normal people role-playing an elaborate heist film together. And the only difference is at the end, we do not need to feel guilty. Halloween is a celebration of monsters. And deep down, I think we all feel like monsters at least some of the time. And instead of trying to fight that or change that... Halloween just pats you on your monstrous heathen back and says, Fuck yeah, weirdo! Dress up like a giant squirrel for no reason, and then drink too much cherry vodka, and then sit in your Subaru thinking about life for a few hours before you drive home and eat macaroni and cheese while watching Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. That is a totally arbitrary example, and not a precise description of what I did a few years ago for Halloween. Anyway, the point is, I hope you have a very fun Halloween, you monsters. Now, on to the true horror plugs. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter is at Obsessed Podcast. There are two ways to support this podcast. You can back us on Patreon and get exclusive bonus episodes every month. For full info on that, go to patreon.com slash Joseph Scrimshaw or you can support all the podcasts on the Feral Audio Podcast Network by shopping through our portal. Just go to feralaudio.com, click the Support Our Artist button, and shop on Amazon, and some of the money will go to supporting Feral Audio. This week, I'm recommending you buy a child-sized Kylo Ren Halloween costume, because what father doesn't want to dress their kid up as someone who committed patricide? Fun! 
Finally, shows. I do shows. If you're in the Los Angeles area, please come check out my show, Head Cannon. It's a comedy game show about pop culture stuff. I do it every month with my friend Hal Lublin. This month's show is Thursday, November 10th, 7 p.m. at Nerd Melt with guests Janet Varney, Mike Furman, and fellow Minnesotan transplant to Los Angeles, Amber Preston. You can buy tickets now on my website at josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows. But for now... Sit back, relax, turn out all the lights, hang some spider decorations, put on full zombie makeup, and enjoy Will Weldon's obsession with Halloween Horror Nights. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with a comedian and a Canadian, Will Weldon. Hello. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. I was trying to uh, create the perfect intro for you because the last time you were on the podcast, uh, I described you as awesome and you felt that was insincere. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, comedian and uh, Canadian. Listen, let's leave it up to the listeners to the make their decisions. Mysteries? Yeah. Let's, if they haven't figured it out. <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, when I post this episode, by all means, find us on Twitter and let us know whether or not you think Will is awesome. Yeah. If you that's could, fair? If you could put up a Twitter poll after you post it. <laughs> I would really love to that, and then I could come on the podcast and talk about how I was obsessed with yeah. the results of that poll. <laughs> would you want it to be just yes or no, awesome, or would you want another option? Is he awesome or is he crap? I think it has to be yes or no. I don't yes want or people, no. yes or no. Is okay. he awesome? I because I don't want people to have like a way out. Right. I don't want them to be like, oh, I thought one of the things was funny. It's like no. Answer the question, you pigs. An honest Twitter <laughs> yeah. poll for once, for yeah. God's sake. Uh, well, we're going to get into your obsession for just uh, in just a minute here, but I have been taking questions from listeners uh-huh. about their own obsession and then getting my guests to help me answer. Are you up for that? Yeah. This comes from Christine Tracy, uh, who kindly supports Two first the names? A little shady. <laughs> little shifty, Christine Tracy. I don't trust those two first names. It could be a mystery person. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Or it's two people and uh, her ampersand key was broken. That's an ampersand, right? Right. The and? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Is that the same in Canada that it's called an ampersand? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, Christine and Tracy, possibly, or just Christine Tracy, she asks, or rather says, I have an obsession with lawn gnomes, but it is impractical to put them on the lawn. Is this a lost cause, or should I continue to fill my house with them? I mean, she answered her own question. It's impractical to put them on the lawn. They're lawn gnomes. Listen, I'll say lawn gnomes already <laughs> unsettling when they're just on a lawn. But yeah. when they're in someone's house, it's like, oh, this person is unwell. This is an unwell person <laughs> with lawn gnomes. Well, I'm not going to say that about Christine Tracy. Like, imagine uh, because... if you walked into someone's home and it was filled with those pl- pink flamingo lawn ornaments. Right. And you'd be like, why aren't these on the lawn? And the person was like, well, it's not practical. You'd be like, this person is going to wear my skin one day. Sure, but I I, I see that argument. I also yeah. see the argument where if you just have an attachment with these things and you don't want to scare your neighbors, it's kind of you to keep them in your home. I say you get one and then uh, you get rid of the rest, whether you <laughs> donate them. I'm not saying throw them in the garbage, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, give them away. Give them away as gifts. Your oh. friends uh, will be like, oh, uh, that, that crazy woman uh, really cares for these things. So this is a real sentimental gift she's giving me. Do you think that it would be better to give them away or to randomly place them on lawns and then have other people wake up and just discover that there is now a lawn gnome that has appeared in their lawn? I think it'd be better to place them on the lawns. But if you're worried for the well-being of the gnomes, that's a bad <laughs> approach. I'd like to remind everyone, I do know lawn gnomes, not living things. They were never alive. They're not alive. But I'm just saying this seems like a kind of situation where you'd be like, I can't just leave them on other people's lawns. They might get hurt. <laughs> yeah, you just want to keep an eye on them. I think that uh, I think that people should collect whatever weird shit they want to collect. And I think that the lawn gnomes in the house are fine. But I think that the lawn gnomes all need to be in a window looking out longingly at a lawn. Because <laughs> yeah. that's where they belong and want to be, ultimately. Okay, and that's fair. You can have the lawn gnomes in your home, but you also have to be fine with the repercussions of having lawn gnomes in your home. What, what do you feel the repercussions are? People thinking you're fucking weird, man. <laughs> do you collect anything? anything Slights and grudges? <laughs> <laughs> if you could go to the store and buy like a little jar to contain your grudge, like a Harry Potter jar <laughs> where you could store every grudge magically, would you line those up in your home? I don't like 
collecting things because I don't like having a ton of any one thing. You want to be able to be on the move. It's not even that. I just, well, I do that. Yes. But also, (laughs) yeah, commitment issues. But also, like, uh, I would rather have, like, one or two of a bunch of things. Okay. So I'm not going to collect, like, those, like, little big-headed pop culture action figures. Oh, yeah, the pop vinyls. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I'd have one of those. Right. In a home. And, like, I wouldn't have a bunch of, like, Marvel character statues or busts. Yeah. But I might have, like, one. Okay. So you want a variety in your home. Yeah. Yeah. So, Christine, this is the advice we have is that you could have a variety of kind of lawn gnomes. You could leave them on other people's (laughs) lawns as a kind of friendly surprise. Or at the very least, have them stare longingly at the lawn. Uh, Christine, thank you so much for supporting the podcast on Patreon and for your question. So, Will, we're going to get into you and your obsession. Do you have support on uh, Patreon to ask a question? No, no, no. This one just happened to come from Christine. Listen, here's my rule. If you don't support on Patreon, keep your fucking questions to yourself. (laughs) Do you have a Patreon? Uh, No. That's a good way to just avoid any questions in life. (laughs) Why would I have a... Yeah, every time I uh, open my uh, dumb mouth. Yeah, well, you have a podcast, right? You yeah. can have a Patreon to support your podcast. I guess. I don't know how to do that tax-wise, because there's two of us have the podcast. Right. And, like, it's also the type of thing where, like, <laughs> Eliza writes for, like, James Corden. Like, Eliza has, like, a great job. Yeah. So part of me is like, I don't know, it feels weird for me to <laughs> be like, hey, you. And also a lot of people who listen to our podcast are all, like, broke pieces of shit like I am. <laughs> So it's like, hey, uh, give us your money, you poorer mother. You, I listen. Yeah. I'm cursing all over the place oh, already. Feel free, Le- view listeners. I got locked out of my apartment. <laughs> I'm still dealing with the stress of having to sit around for an hour trying to get back in. Yeah, and imagine if there was a lawn gnome in the window staring out at you. Oh, I would have been furious. <laughs> oh, I would have smashed that window and torn that thing to shreds. <laughs> so a lawn gnome would have helped you get back inside by Yeah, but I would have been you. all cut up and then had to buy a new window. <laughs> all right, let's get into your obsession. All right. So you are a comedian. You you have a podcast uh, called Angry Little Goats, yeah. right? And you've been on, on this year podcast a couple times before. I always like having you on. You're very charming. Uh, <laughs> so I emailed Will in particular and said, hey, I want to have a Halloween time episode. Are you obsessed with any kind of horror stuff? And you told me that you are obsessed with Halloween horror nights. Yeah. So for people who have no idea what that is, break it down. What what are Halloween horror so nights? So Halloween horror nights is uh, Universal Studios. I believe they do it in Orlando. But I have my weird uh, East Coast, West Coast grudge yeah. where I'm like, East Coast, garbage. Let it sink. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for no good reason. I've spent so little time there but um for like i think like a a month and a half before and then around a week afterwards at night universal studios shuts down and then changes over into a like horror theme park because they have access to a lot of old and new properties and right it's universal they own all the monsters yeah Yeah. and uh so like i believe all of the rides stay open during this as well just like and they're normal although the jurassic park ride plays welcome to the jungle uh, they're like raptors <laughs> dancing to welcome it to the jungle towards the end of the Jurassic Park Is that Park meant ride. to be frightening? No, it's, it's a joke. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they have like scare zones where there are characters, which is a theater union job. People are probably like, oh, characters, but that's the job. It's so a, there's someone calling their mom and saying, I have something for you to be proud of. Yes, I'm a character. It's a union acting job. Okay. And they take it very seriously. Like they don't break characters. They're very good. They're trained to, if someone seems scared, they're trained to go after that person to like... Oh, to break them down further. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, and then there are like haunted houses. Okay. That they put up. And you can do the tram tour, but the tram tour becomes like a walking tour. And uh, do they make it scary by playing some Van Halen or... Every year they, all the years I've been, it's been uh, Walking Dead themed. So they're like zombies walking around. Zombies, okay. Like get in your face. You know, you go to the one here in Hollywood, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not flying. No, no. <laughs> I, but I, I also, oh, I, I just have a thing where I'm like, Hollywood one, way better. <laughs> no basis for this. You've no. never been to the one in ne- Florida? No, not for a second. I, no, I've never set foot in the state of Florida at all. It can get like intense for people. Oh, like my friend, she got, there was a Silent Hill themed okay. uh, maze, like haunted house. They call them mazes, but it's not, no one's getting lost. You're on a straight line through this thing. <laughs> And uh, she got pinned against the stairwell by a man on stilts in a full leather, like, S&M gear and a gas mask 
who was walking around with a giant sledgehammer. Did he pin her on purpose or was it an accident? Like, no, just... she was like afraid of him. So she kept backing up and he kept walking towards her with her his stilts. <laughs> and then she backed up all the way to the stairs and he was standing there and she tried to go left around him. And he like put his left leg down blocking her way. And then she tried to go right, and then he put his other giant stilt yeah. down in front of her, and she was just kind of like pinned there, and we were all laughing at her, and then eventually he walked away, because it was like she couldn't be any more tortured. She had nowhere left to go. <laughs> so that really is the goal, to be to double down on people who are terrified? Yeah. yeah because they want an environment of, this is so unbelievably scary, or is that is that defense against like teens being dicks? That they're like, no, believe us, we're going to terrify you, so if you come in here... Wanting to poke and laugh, we're going to scare the shit out of you. I think it's the immersive thing. Because okay. I'm sure, that, I have no basis for this, but I feel like in big movie cities, it just like attracts like a lot of like horror fans yeah. who want that kind of experience. Okay. The first year I went, we got there as it opened. So it's just like a crowd of people waiting for the gates to open. And they open up and we're all kind of standing there and we're way at the back. And we can kind of hear like a, like it sounds like a carnival barker, sort of like introducing people to the park. And it's like very theatrical. And he's like in like his crazy carnival barker get up, but like evil. And we're standing there, <laughs> uh, eviler, excuse me. And uh, there were a, bu- a bunch of us and my ex-wife was like, oh, let's go. Like, this will be fun. She does not like horror movies. I have no idea. I, she did not know. Did you try to talk her down? Did you? No, because I didn't know what it was like either. So I was like, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. And I do like horror How movies. How did you not guess that it would be horrible when it's Halloween Horror Nights? Well, Every she, word in there is scary. <laughs> I think she thought it would just be like, ooh. Okay. Like, spooky. Like, gentle, creepy evening. Yeah, not dudes from Juilliard <laughs> in S&M gear with sledgehammers. I know nine, Uda Hagen's nine <laughs> yeah. rules of making you shit yourself. Yeah. I Oh, I hung out in a haunted mental asylum to prepare for this role for two weeks. <laughs> okay, so you went there with your ex-wife. But there was like a group of us, so it was me and her, and then a couple we were friends with, and then another couple who loved scary shit. And... We're standing there, and we're talking to our friend Candace, and we're, I was like, do you like scary stuff? And she's like, eh, I mean, not really, but, like, this did sound fun. She just likes doing new things. Yeah. And she was like, you know, as long as there are no clowns. Clowns are the only thing that really get to me. And in my brain, I'm like, there are going to be clowns. There would be a riot if there weren't clowns. Yeah, there are there. always clowns. And as I'm thinking that, way at the front of the crowd, you can just kind of vaguely hear, like, screaming. <laughs> And then slowly the screaming is moving backwards through the crowd towards us. And it's because when they opened the doors to let people in the park when the guy finished his speech, murder clowns started (laughs) running through with chainsaws, waving chainsaws at people. Were they prop chainsaws that were going? They're prop chainsaws. Obviously they're not real chainsaws, but were they going? I think they used leaf blowers with chainsaws. Oh, so you got the terrifying sound. Yeah. But, like, so they're running at people with this, and that's her. She's like, as long as there are no clowns. It's like, well, how about if the clowns also have chainsaws? Does that? Well, as a huge chainsaw enthusiast, that makes me less scared of the clowns. <laughs> oh, it was nuts. And then they're just running around. I remember being like, Jesus Christ, this is like psychological torture. Yeah. Immediately. And I have not been there in time to go for the start since. That is a fascinating mix of uh, entertainment to open it up and really truly terrify you yeah and then just like kind of calm down like maybe grab a corn dog yeah and then get terrified again is a weird combination of emotions because it is when you come in there will be like a few kind of characters walking around <laughs> and uh but they it's you chill out a little bit because yeah. you're also just looking at everything and our strategy also is we're like well we're going to be waiting in crazy long lines for a lot of stuff no yeah. matter what so let's go as fast as we can to the other side of the park and do as much over there as quickly as possible. Because, like, Jurassic Park is on the other side. Okay. And I think the Transformers ride is on the other side as well. Terrifying. But so we hightailed it over there, and that was like... Okay. And then we did those, and then we went in a few... Uh, did a few mazes as well. But, like, yeah, it's, you get, like, breathers, and then all of a sudden you look around, and they're, like, characters from uh, The Purge. And you're okay. Like, oh, God. I'm, like... Gonna have to interact with this person with a fake knife. <laughs> and there, do you, you know, you're an actor. Do you I'm try a comedian? To, you're a comedian. Let's qualify this. You're a comedian who goes on auditions <laughs> to act. <laughs> yeah. Do you try to act scared so that they will 
feel like that guy's already terrified. He doesn't need to be frightened more. No, because I have that thing in my brain. Because I like grew up in cities my whole life, and especially living in like Toronto and then here. In my brain, I'm, I have this thing where I'm like, don't look like a tourist. Right. So at a theme park like that, <laughs> I like am so excited to go, and then I almost will myself into having as little fun as possible by just being like, meh, as I'm- they run at Like, <laughs> I don't care. You can't touch me. And then they kind of look at me like, hey, thanks, man. Like, yeah, you're really having a lot of fun. Like, I'm trying to do a scene here. Yes and yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I don't – I'm, like, embarrassed if people see me – if I, like, jump. If yeah. one of them gets me and makes me jump, I'm mad. I'm like, damn it, you asshole. Like, you're making me look like a chump in front of my girl, dude. Like, I get all, like, weird and macho about it. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm that's what I'm there for, theoretically. In theory, you're there to be scared. Yeah, I, I have the same problem that I really aesthetically like Halloween stuff, but I don't like actually being scared yeah. because I kind of feel like I don't know why people do. And I, was, I did a little haunted house thing at a party. And there was the first room was a woman lying on the ground, mm-hmm. and it was lit really well to be like that could be a doll or that could be a person. And I looked like ah, you know, I've assessed it; it's a doll. Yeah. And then as soon as I thought that, she popped up and screamed, and I successfully didn't jump or anything. And then I just said, "Yeah,", <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "That was, I didn't mean to be an asshole to this poor person who's laying there trying to scare me." But it's just like I have to cope with it in some way. I have to show the world that I'm okay. So it's yeah. like, yeah, I get it. Good scream. I have pointed at them and gone, fuck! <laughs> in like frustration when they get me. And I think that, though, would is actually probably the most satisfying experience. Yeah. Reaction they can have where they're like, I didn't just scare this dude. I made him mad. I scared him right. good enough. Well, there's still some element of fun. Yeah. Right? Because just actual terror, like being pinned to the wall by a stilt man. Yeah. I don't ever want that <laughs> yeah. for any reason. Yeah. <laughs> so... I want that to be a fun experience, yeah. like to be pinned to the wall by a stilt man and it'd be like, oh, yeah. Bondage sledgehammer man. <laughs> Do not want that <laughs> at all. Uh, would you ever want to work there yourself? No. You oh, would never God. want to be a character? No, 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 no. Yeah, because I can't commit. Uh, even when I did when I did improv in like high school, I would laugh during scenes. Like I'm not <laughs> good at committing to things. I laugh. <laughs> I will write things and then be in them and laugh at my own jokes in the thing I wrote. <laughs> like I just cannot commit to a role. These guys are these people are serious. They take it very seriously. The the first haunted house like maze thing we went in was. <laughs> The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because all the haunted houses have, like, themes. Yeah. Based on, like, properties or whatever. Lately, they've been doing ones where they'll be, like, a Van Halen. Or, no, oh. there's a Black Sabbath one. Oh, Black one Sabbath one. Yeah. Okay. So, it's, like, they pick a metal band and then extrapolate from kind of the themes and the music. But the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one was one of the best ones ever because... It's a very plausible situation, like a dirty fat guy wearing a skin mask <laughs> with a chainsaw. There's nothing supernatural about it, right? I, yeah, I'm like, I cannot believe this has not happened a dozen times already in yeah. this country. It's very easy to just accidentally, with no malice, kill someone with a chainsaw. Oh, yeah. And I find that original film unbelievably unsettling. Yeah, I have never watched it. Uh, it's not. It's not even like spooky or scary it's just afterwards you're like oh god like the first time leatherface pops out he hits a dude a guy is like walking through an old house and kind of trips and this door slides open and leatherface is standing there in a bloody meat smock yeah and he squeals like a pig and then hits the dude (laughs) in the head with a meat hammer and the dude just starts like convulsing on the ground from like the brain trauma and then he hits him again and carries him back into the room and slams the door shut and there's no music it doesn't like zoom in. It's just like, it's like a wide shot and it's in the background. It's not even the foreground. This dude tripping and right. then it all happens in the background. So it's not cinematic. There's nothing to distance no, it's, you. It's just, here's but, the thing that's happening. Yeah, yeah. it's like that anti-cinematic thing yeah. where you're like, document. it's just like very matter of fact as yeah. opposed to like zooming in on the violence. It's just like, here you go. Here's uh, this gross man uh, squealing like a pig and hitting a dude with a meat hammer. So with all that in your mind, you went into We go the- and say, yeah. <laughs> and it's like uh, Leatherface popping out with a chainsaw scared the shit out of all of us every single time. Yeah, well, of course. And he would just like burst into rooms. Um, there's one room we walk in, it's empty. And uh, my ex is like, it's like holding my arm. And up to that point, I'm like, oh, God, she's being really calm. This is pretty impressive. Yeah. I figured this would scare the shit out of her. We go into a room, the room's empty, and the lights just go out. <laughs> the lights just go out. You can't see. It's pitch black. You see nothing. As soon as that happens, she starts screaming 
her ass up. <laughs> and then the lights come up and I look over at her and she's like covering her face in raw shame and embarrassment. <laughs> that she had screamed? Yes. Had she screamed words or just uh, just screaming. noises? Yeah, it screaming. broke her. It <laughs> completely broke her. She thought she was going to die in that room. And uh, that was the best. That's for sure the best. There were other ones that have been like cooler. Okay. But that one was the best and most effective one. Most We're, effective for raw terror. Yeah, I remember walking out and being like, wow. like, I'm, And you walk out and that's when the characters are most effective because if you were just going through the park and it was just them you'd be like fuck off you're right yeah get out of here just came out of the men's room and then hey this like traumatic experience has set your nerves on edge and then it's very easy for like a woman dressed like a doll with a knife to just be like no (laughs) please give me a second (laughs) like why it's corn dog time for me i'm trying to walk out of the exit hallway (laughs) or exit alleyway of this haunted house okay well let me ask you about sort of the big picture of it so you walk Mm -hmm. out of that it sounds like you're feeling complimentary like that was really well done two thumbs up i would give this a good review on yelp yeah why do you think for yourself or for other people why do you think people want to be scared in public? I understand watching a horror movie to process the darkness of the reality <laughs> of humanity alone in your house or yeah. with friends, but choosing to go to a place where I'm going to pay money to make me very upset. Why do you think people want to be scared in public? It's like a communal, it's like going to see a comedy. A comedy is always better in the theater, pretty much always. Yeah. Having the people around helps too because it's this shared experience. And I think that's a similar thing with like, going to a scary theme park Mm -hmm. is you get to share this experience with everybody and you're not like talking to them and the lines are too long but like waiting in the lines it builds tension yeah the best time frame was the first year i went when we got there when it opened and we rushed was actually waiting in line for the texas chainsaw massacre haunted house because it was only a 10 or 15 minute wait but everybody got to stand in that line being like oh god like hearing the screams from the inside probably. yeah and it's the first one and you're like so you're like all tense like how good is it gonna be and then it that was a great way to start but it also no other none of the other haunted houses could quite live up to that one so do you feel like there's a catharsis when you actually scream because like you you're letting it out now it's the other thing is it's safe as well and it also helps not since i was a kid i've never been afraid of monsters okay like i don't have nightmares about monsters i don't uh i'm weirdly it's the same way i'm not scared of a plane crash but sometimes while i'm flying i will think about the plane crashing for like an hour (laughs) and part of that is because i'm like clinically depressed so i'm like oh no i die (laughs) boo-hoo but it's also i'm just thinking about it in a very clinical way, where I'll be looking at the window, I'm like, man, if a zombie uprising happened right now, yeah. they'd smash through those windows. I'd be dead. Like, this how big, beautiful house all of a sudden becomes the greatest liability I could possibly imagine. So I'm, I'm dog-sitting. I don't have a big, beautiful okay. house. My apartment, <laughs> real safe against zombies. <laughs> zombies don't want any of yeah. that. The two things that uh, zombies couldn't get into my place and we could not get out if there was a fire. That's so, like our apartment. <laughs> <laughs> so you're kind of safe either way because if the zombies get in, there's a fire. Yeah. They burn, you burn. Yeah. It's all over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I for sure would turn the gas on and then light a match and take a bunch of them with me. So the, uh, It's a safe experience. And I think that's why – because I've also heard about people who, uh, who've had like trauma and like PTSD – and some of them really enjoy those kinds of, like, being scared that way because they're like, I know I'm safe. Yeah. So it will trigger that trauma, but because I'm also aware of the fact that I actually don't have anything to fear, it can, like, help with it. And it's nice. And then other people who have, like, PTSD, it's the worst place for them. Right. <laughs> like, like, I have friends where they're like, I couldn't go. I'd attack. I'd attack the people jumping out at me and shit. I'd get so pumped and it would just like trigger these feelings in me where I'd, I'd attack them. Just, just fight or flight. Yeah, and blind self-defense. I would take stilt man down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing. This is the least scary guy on earth. A guy with a heavy <laughs> hammer on stilts? Oh, no. He doesn't even have very good leverage. Yeah, he's he's vulnerable- going to fall over. Yeah, he's vulnerable only to a big breeze. <laughs> yeah, don't get too close with those evil leaf blowers, clowns. <laughs> yeah. You'll yeah. knock over stilt man. <laughs> So do you feel like it is a matter of this is a safe place to give up a little bit of my control where I'm saying, like, I know that no one is actually going to hurt me. Yeah. But I can also 
say that I am letting go of my ability to control my surroundings. It's like cool. And also the best maze is like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one scared the shit out of me. And the Silent Hill one was interesting (laughs) watching them struggle with the fact that they could not make it too implicitly sexual. (laughs) Like they had to tone down the sexual, like incredibly barely sexual undertones of Silent Hill while still maintaining this thing that they based yeah. it more on the movie okay. than the games. Like they didn't have pyramid head raping mannequins in That's one of the rooms. Yeah. No, I wanted it so much. Uh, they should put that on their brochures. <laughs> this is what you will not see at Halloween Horror Nights. But that's so, uh, but the best, like the best maze I've ever been in, in terms of when I went, the last time I went two years ago, they had a, an American werewolf in London haunted house and that one was amazing really yes because it had shit like one of the rooms you're walking down a a hallway and then suddenly a subway you have you seen it no i haven't dude this movie is so good okay so there's like a scene in the movie where there's like he thinks he's gonna get hit by a subway train and you're just like walking through a room and then suddenly you almost get hit by us like a subway car pops out of the wall at you and yeah. almost hits you and then in another room there's a they're like a nazi werewolves firing old-fashioned machine guns yeah which is like a scene from the movie and that was great because i was like oh th- this was like an incredible interpretation of the movie okay so you're enjoying being immersed in these aesthetics that you like yeah and you're appreciating the actual like craftsmanship it's also fun watching other people scream like it's fun watching other people get scared it's so much fun watching those guys terrorize people in the park (laughs) it is so so much fun and i just like i like theme parks like that like i like some rides but i don't like roller coasters okay so i don't like Six Flags, or really like knots. Yeah, that kind of all roller coasters all the time. Yeah, uh, I have a terrible. F- that to me is crazy. Roller <laughs> coasters and stuff. I'm like, I like, never. You could never get me on one of those. I hate heights so so much. They scare me. Would you like a roller coaster more if there was like a clown sitting next to you trying to scare you the whole time? Would that make it more of an interesting experience? If no, because that ride would ruin was... the clown. Because I'd be like, "Oh right, there are real things to fear in this world." Instead of just getting whipped around on this <laughs> dumb ride. Yeah, uh, I wanted to ask you in general about monsters because I know that they. You, you said you you had never been a big fan of like monsters in general. I like monsters, but I'm not afraid of monsters. Okay, like I like gory movies. Okay, it but like I like gory monster movies because. Then it's like, who cares? Like, this is not... The older I get, violent action movies bother me more and more as, like, a reflection on the culture of how... It's like those movies have desensitized us to violence in a way where, like... It's like forgetting that they're, like, real people getting shot. So, like, it feels like such a reflection of people in this country being, like... You know, when, like, it talks about, like, a, a drone strike killing, like, 15... yeah. Uh, terrorism people are like oh good it's like yeah but th- those but are real people and we're just trusting a, a, a military that isn't trustworthy when it comes to identifying these targets and the fact that people are just fine with it the people that would would be like so stoked like we should just go in there and shoot them all and let God sort them out right and so many action movies feel like they contribute to that they both contribute to and are a reflection of that kind of culture and it's making it harder and harder for me to enjoy those kinds of movies. But we are not waging a monster war. <laughs> like we're not dropping werewolves into right, we're not. Uh, Yemen and like people at a funeral are getting butchered right. by mummies. No drones with silver bullets just taking out werewolves willy-nilly. Yes, yeah. so like monster movies you can just enjoy the violence and not worry about the social consequences. Right anywhere near as much so like i like that aspect of it okay a lot okay so you like the you like some of the classic monsters would you does universal use the classic monsters or they, do you want them to have like old school dracula wolfman frankenstein's monster kind of things they have like reinterpretations at some of the parks they did a they did a dracula untold <laughs> Or Dracula Untold. What was it Dracula Beginnings? What was Dracula? No one cares. I can't. Yeah, they remember. tried to yeah. like launch a Marvel Universe style classic. Yes. Oh. Yeah, I think it's we Dracula went through that uncovered. I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His like, uh, his like the sex <laughs> movies he shot before he got famous, <laughs> before he became a count. And 
Or he was just a human. Right. It's before he became vampire would have been the better joke. Yeah. But I remember going through that vampire or that haunted house and at one point being like, this sucks. Yeah. Like, classic monsters aren't like Frankenstein is not scary. No. Frankenstein is scary in maybe like a thoughtful way where in a way you're not scared or you're like chilled intellectually where you're yeah. like. How far are we going to go? Like, what are the ramifications of just <laughs> right. never-ending? Uh, t- like, w- w- I mean, Frankenstein is scary the same way Jurassic Park is right. scary. So that's like that's going- not true because Jurassic Park was actually had kind of scary moments where you'd at least be like, "Dinosaurs might eat you." Yeah, yeah. Well, like in the theater, you'd be like, "Oh, that raptor scared the hell out of me." Yeah. Whereas Frankenstein is scary the way Jurassic Park scares Jeff Goldblum before everything goes wrong. Right, where it's just the most the th- like what you know we are violating God's law. Yeah, yeah, just like the like how far like yeah it's but so you're not walking through the maze like oh we didn't stop to think if we should. <laughs> Would you like that though if a character yeah. came up to you and was just like a, an oldie time Victorian guy going yeah. should we? Yeah, yes. Coming up to me and being like, the trolley dilemma. And I'm like, oh, right. Oh, wow. Self-driving cars, the big question. Who do you save? The driver or the other people? Have we the right to make Google self-driving cars? Spooky. Okay, well, that makes sense to me. Uh, I wanted to ask you if Halloween Horror Nights made a night for you uh, or a whole park that's for you based on the fears of Will Weldon. What would the park look like if they were personally trying to terrorize you? I don't like spiders. Okay. I don't like real spiders. And it's also, are we talking like jump scares? Or just whatever, what what fears uh, would manifest? Like, so spiders. Uh, is there a way, this is kind of a jokey question, but kind of a serious question. Is there a way to uh, create a good maze or experience out of emotional terror? Like, See, you know, what is the maze for? Uh, I will never work again. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, for me, it would be, it would be like, this is fucked up. It would be having like, it would be like women having emotional, it would be women having emotional trauma that okay. I had given them. Oh, that you were responsible them. for. Yeah. So, like, if I'm walking through this thing and a woman is, like, running over to me, like, screaming and crying and talking about how I, like, raped her. Yeah, that would really, really upset me for the rest of my life. Uh, Understandably so. Even just knowing that it's, like, that's, like, a such a primal concern. Because I have, and I've always tried to treat, a part of it helped that I was, like, married for almost my entire 20s. So, I, like, didn't really go through that period where men tend to treat, where, like, men are most likely to treat women badly. But I, it's like that thing, it's like, guys will be like, well, I didn't know that what I was doing was so bad. And I have always tried to treat women well and fairly, and just, like, just treat them fairly. Yeah. But it, it's that thing, it's like, I don't know, what if there's something from my past that I don't even remember or, like, like, some horrible unlocked or like or even if it became a supernatural thing oh like, yeah what if i'm the dark half and i go to sleep and then wake up and that's why i'm tired all the time because i'm going out just abusing every human being oh but right. it's not it's specifically women like where i'm just going out and like doing horrible things to women at night and i have i go out and all of a sudden i'm uh, i'm like frank at night I'm Frank and I'm doing these horrible <laughs> things and don't even know that would be the haunted house okay, right, so right. good luck designing that one or you could just push me into a room and let a bunch of fucking spiders go and that would be just <laughs> as bad what if it was uh, spiders dressed as uh, women accusing me of sexual <laughs> violence no I would laugh and laugh and laugh <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, because th- then I start thinking about the logistics of that. And I'd be like, but you're spiders. How are you going to execute this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Obsessed co-producer Sarah Meyer. And this week I'm out in Venice Beach again uh, trying to find out what scares people. Do you guys like haunted houses? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. No, I won't step my foot in that shit. I'm so scared of the dark. I don't watch scary movies because I, like, I pee myself. (laughs) 
Do you like Halloween? I love Halloween. Yeah. Because it gets to, you know, you can dress up as whatever you like. It's fun. Yeah. It's not as big home, though, as here. Where are you from? Sweden. Do they do Halloween, though? They do. They do. But it's not as, it's not as slutty as it's here. <laughs> love Halloween. Yeah? Yeah. What are you guys dressing up as this year? I'm dressing up as a, as a Santa Claus, actually. Or a new, or, yeah, okay. imagine that. That's a twist. Yeah. Uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah. So have you, can I ask you, have you been to uh, Halloween Horror Nights? Yes, I have. I've been to Halloween Horror Nights and it's fucking atrociously interesting. <laughs> if you guys could design a theme park based on your worst fears, what would it be like? I don't know, like uh, crazy... You have those coming in, coming in and invading, huh? Right? Something like that, right? Yeah. Really? I was yeah. thinking, I was like, I don't know, like BDSM stuff or something All like right. crazy, like yeah. Freddy yeah. Krueger or something. Well, I think I would make it like... There would be like broken roller coasters and stuff, and then there would be like several different houses, like uh, like a children, uh, children hospitals with like a lot of just scary kids, and like uh, a dollhouse that would scare the shit out of me as well. There would definitely be an asylum, and um, I don't know zombies all over the place. What's the scariest monster in a movie you've ever seen? Uh. Oh my god, I don't know. It doesn't take... Hellraiser. Hellraiser, okay. Or Pin, pin, pin Face or whatever. Pin, pinhead? Pin, pin, pinhead. Pinhead? No. Yeah, they're the same thing. Oh, it's the same thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the last movie I watched was The Ring. And after that, I still have nightmares. And that was what? I was 14. So I still don't watch scary How old are you now? 26. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. Do you think about Halloween Horror Nights every day? Uh, no. Because it's a seasonal thing for you, right? It's a seasonal thing, and, like, last year I didn't have a lot of money, and uh, my girlfriend at the time and I, we were going through, like, kind of a... It was tough, and I was in, like, just, like, in a bad place in life, so I just didn't go. Like, I didn't have the money, and I was like, right. I don't want to borrow the money, and I don't know who I'm going to go with, so I just didn't go last year. Okay. Yeah. But you're going to go this year. Oh, man, I'd better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had a dream specifically about Halloween Horror Nights? No. I do daydream about it off season about okay. wanting to go again like i will think about it in like february and i'm like okay. fuck man i hope i can go this year <laughs> you stare out the window like a lawn yeah. gnome and i start thinking like what are they gonna have because they've had uh every year i've gone the tram tours walking dead and those are always my least favorite parts okay. like universal clearly owns the rights it must own the oh rights. yeah yeah yeah. i think there's a year round walking dead thing now yeah because they sit so much like but i just don't think zombie shit is scary i think zombie stuff is so played out at the start of the tram tour they're like all right it's a walking tour but uh, there's security guards there that'll walk you through so you don't get attacked and then it stops and it's like oh the security guards have been infected everybody and then the security guards are zombies and they run at you with chainsaws and I'm like, fuck off. Like, chainsaws? Yeah. So this that's is not accurate to Walking Dead. Well, and that's the other thing is I That hate, makes me mad. Yeah, they're in, like, riot gear. And that's why it, the worst stuff is the least specific stuff. Yeah. So that's why, like, a vampire is not scary. But a specific vampire can be scary. Right. Because it's the details that make it scary. Actual, like, jumping out scary. And I hate that because I'm like, first of all, zombies are scary Part of the reason being a zombie is so scary is because you get bitten by a zombie, you then become a zombie yeah. and have to walk the earth as a zombie. If you're killed by a chainsaw, you don't become a chainsaw forced <laughs> to like cut trees down for the rest of your life. So I'm like, oh, if I got to get killed by a zombie, I'd rather the chainsaw. Also, they're riot cops. They're in okay. riot gear. Why would they have fucking chainsaws? Yeah, these That's are... not an effective way to put a riot down by Barely chainsawing zombies. people. I do understand having them in riot gear because I think to yes. me the danger of zombies now is we have watched so much zombie lore. I think we all feel like I know how to kill a zombie. Yeah. It's pretty easy. Like I know how to make coffee and I also know how to stab behind the eye to get to the brain. Yeah. Of course, of course I know that. So yeah. I would think it would be dangerous for the people playing the zombies when, to get... Like, drunk patrons going, like, yeah, I can take him down like Rick Grimes. When the original thing I pitched to you about Halloween obs obsessed with, or horror stuff I'm obsessed with, but, like, you had somebody else talking about zombies. It's yeah. the whole thing in zombie movies where they don't know what zombies are. Yeah. I fucking hate that. I hate zombie <laughs> movies. I hate when they're like, the dead are up and they're eating people. I don't understand. Right. Like, you had, like, a Facebook essay about this. Dude, it fucking, it, just the idea, so you, it's too much. So you expect me to buy that there's a universe where zombies walk the earth. 
which like biologically makes no sense. But dead flesh can't be like the brain stops; you can't start it again. Yeah. Also, you expect us to also believe that this is a universe where there is zombies do not exist as a concept, because <laughs> zombies also are a metaphor we employ in regular right. life. Where if somebody looks bad, like barely stuff, you'd be like, Jesus, you look like a corpse. If there were no zombies, somebody would be like, no, I don't. I'm not in a coffin. <laughs> and corpses mean? look good. Like, corpses have, like, makeup. That's a compliment, yes. Yeah, like, they're all done up. Because there's no concept of dead corpses shambling around. It makes me nuts. Yeah. But it, it infuriates me. I hate that part. <laughs> I hate all the zombie stuff at the park. Zombies, okay. I don't care. Zombies are scary because they're relentless. Yeah. Like, they don't stop. They go slow, but they don't stop. I hate running zombies. Oh, yeah. So fast zombies, zombies who can uh, operate things. I don't like zombies who can operate things. Like yeah. your arm should rot off if you're trying to pick up a chainsaw. Yeah. Because you should just, that's the horror is like the, this shambling death that will come for you no matter what, even if it's falling yeah. apart. Yeah. And that's, and also it's like that, oh, this is my future. It'll be like lying on the ground, unable to move because I'm decomposed so bad, but I'm still snapping at things trying to bite them. Yeah. Anyway. I at s- the point where you have to wear riot gear and are carrying around a chainsaw, it's still work. And yeah. I think the fantasy yeah. of being a zombie is I got nothing to do. The only thing I care about is biting at things that come near me. Yeah. Other than that, I have no concerns. Why would they have chainsaws even if they're trying? <laughs> like, chainsaws aren't even effective for killing zombies. <laughs> no. And oh. we all know that, for God's yeah. sake. I hate it. Okay. So you, you've, you've daydreamed about Halloween yeah. Horror Nights. Would you get in a fight on social media about Halloween Horror Nights? Yeah, if somebody said it was bad, I'd be like, it's objectively not bad. Okay. It's quite an achievement. You would I'm, throw down. Yeah. And I've never been to, I've never done the uh, Haunted Hayride. Okay. Which is like also very popular and people have said is like, can be very scary. But Halloween Horror Nights is the only haunted house thing I've ever had where it scared me beyond, it scared me instead of just startling me. Okay. Like, if you just startle me, it's like, yeah, you made me jump, but, like, so what? Yeah, if you called me and told me my parents were dead, <laughs> you'd make me cry, but that's not a real... That's not an impressive feat. You're just being an asshole. Right. So I want a haunted house to go beyond just being an asshole to me. Right. And I thought that's an interesting distinction between being, like, sad and having, like, a deep, the world is awful feeling of, of emotion versus just screaming. Just having it be... Being in a place where it's okay... To just yell your fucking head off yeah. because a monster came out of a wall. Yeah. After the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one, that first year I went, my ex and our friend Candace, they were both like, no more haunted houses for us. <laughs> you guys go ahead. No problem. Yeah. We have no problems waiting. But like, no more for us. And it's like, yeah, I see how that experience was not enjoyable for Right. Her. To shatter like a pane of glass, <laughs> that does seem bad. That's very fair. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, would you do stand-up at Halloween Horror Nights if they paid you $1,000? Yeah, but I wouldn't look forward to it. No, you. I mean, it, it's look, not I'll a good perform, venue for it. I'll perform anywhere for $1,000. <laughs> really? Like, like you would do stand-up at a funeral for $1,000? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Oh, that... Oh, yeah. I qualify that. I would not do the Gathering of the Juggalos for any amount of money. Okay. Because, like, I don't want them throwing, like... That's not safe. Like, I wouldn't put my safety in jeopardy. Okay. Yeah, it also depends, like, am I going to have a room or am I... Even if I'm just on, like, a podium in the middle of Halloween Horror Nights, yeah, I'd do that. Yeah. I'd have a bad time. It would yeah. be really bad. How do you think it would go if it was... Bad. Well, really I know bad. it would go bad, but, I'm, but I want even more details. If there was, like, the relaxing safety zone, like, if you get too scared at Halloween Horror Nights, you can go into Will Weldon's stand-up <laughs> comedy go, tent. Go, hey, you need to simmer down and not be riled up. Go see the, yeah, yeah, that's what I want. Hey, if you want to just quell your emotions and not feel anything, go see this guy's comedy. Make me feel good. But yeah, no, that'd be better if I was in like a room or a yeah. space. Yeah, But I'd even do it if I was just in the middle of the park doing it. Okay, just sort of stand-up comedy as busking. Yeah, and it would be off, like, I know you get that thing where, like, most people would ignore you, but there would be like five or six people at a time who would stop and stare. Oh, yeah. Being like, because have you done... Have you done stand-up in that kind of situation yeah. where you're, like, outside yeah. at, like, a fair or something? Yeah, where and it is unclear whether people, people should be paying attention to yeah, you or not. Yeah, people are just walking yeah. by to go to other it's things. It's horrific. Oh. Yeah. And that would be great also with this because people would assume that it's a setup for something. And there would be this, like, yeah. creeping horror of the tension building of, like, a clown's gonna kill the stand-up eventually. And then, nope. The hardest condition they could give me is if they were, like, you have to do your act. Okay, that you care about. Yes, that would be very difficult because I'd be so 
it'd be so hard not to be just do the whole hour on what was happening. Yeah. Like, that's what you want to do is <laughs> just be talking to people as they stop and being like, listen, I, too, don't understand. Yeah. Like, we're in the same place. <laughs> I don't know why this is happening, but they – look, I'm getting paid. You would not I'm... believe the things I would do for money. So, like <laughs> – Fair enough. Would you have a Halloween Horror Nights themed birthday party? No. I'm too old for birthday parties. So the birthday party is the terrifying part of that. Yeah, th- not even te- just embarrassing. Is it too so, attention seeking for yeah. a, a mature person? Yeah, I think it's too attention seeking and it's a th- it's literally everybody has birthdays. <laughs> so nothing nothing important you've accomplished. No, you to be didn't celebrated. you didn't die. Like your expectations for yourself are so low <laughs> that you're like I didn't wander into traffic for another 365 <laughs> days. I didn't accidentally eat poison. I was in the forest. I didn't eat any mushrooms that were just growing. Let's celebrate. Fair enough. Fair enough. Next, how obsessed are you question. Thank you for the birthday tangent. <laughs> Would you break up with someone who hated Halloween Horror Nights? No. My girlfriend now likes horror movies. Okay. But, like, they scare her, so it's also, like, you got to watch them under, like, ideal circumstances. She doesn't really like – she can't really go to the theater. Okay. Like, she can't see them in a theater. So she needs them at like home where much. she can pause if she needs to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Get like, some stand-up from you to calm down. Yeah, and it's just like uh, – and then, like, I got to hang around that night because she'll for sure have night – she'll be terrified. Like, okay. But, uh, no, I never – it's like I've been out on dates with people who like horror movies, but I've never been in a relationship with one. Okay. And it's always the one thing where I'm like – you know? That it would be awesome if somebody yeah. liked the horror and, movies? <laughs> yeah. And people will be like, oh, sorry. Is there, is they, are they not perfect enough to the degree that they don't <laughs> enjoy the exact same movies as you in the exact same situations? And I'm like, thank you for noticing. <laughs> Have you ever grilled a woman? Like, do you like horror movies? And specifically, do you like the ones that get to a deeper level of horror? Because you were talking about the, the level, like, like oh, a yeah. specific kind of horror movie. And that's a thing, too, where. People who are like, I love horror movies, but then they're like, well, I only like them if they're like scary with monsters and shit. Yeah. Like I watched Testament with somebody and uh, she was like, it was just boring. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's a horror movie, but it's not like, it's unsettling because it's like a found footage movie yeah. about a, a cult. But and I liked it a lot, but it's not scary really at all. And I went to go see, um, there's this guy, Davey Johnson, who's like very funny. He's like an actor, but he loves horror movies and he uh, we went to go see paranormal activity together okay and it was like one of the opening nights the place was rammed it was so full it was so fun like people were screaming and there was a dude like like yelling out just but just <laughs> yelling out like oh shit <laughs> and it was like fun because it's not a serious movie right and that was a great experience but like those movies are bad the paranormal activity movies they have some neat things in them. The second one has a couple of cool camera tricks, but I couldn't sit down and watch one of those in my apartment. So yeah. I'd, I'd never watch something like that with like my girlfriend. So this is like a, a Seinfeld-like bit where you're, uh, you are talking to a woman that you might be interested in. And you're like, do you like horror? And she's like, yeah. But then she says like paranormal activity and you're like, bye, I'm out. <laughs> no, my point was I wouldn't break no, up with them. <laughs> That's the most horrifying thing when I put words into my guest's mouth. Have I the right? Uh, okay, well, that's cool. You would not break up with someone. You're tolerant of their different levels of horror. Uh, this is a newer question on the podcast. You haven't actually answered this one before. Uh, if there was a large bear blocking you from entering Halloween Horror Nights, would you try no. to navigate around the bear? No. What kind of a question is this? <laughs> you would be surprised uh, the answers I get. I guess. No. No one so would. You would not navigate a bear at all. Well, but listen, here's why I'm not fun. It's because you say that, and I'm like, well, I have 10,000 follow up questions for you. Right. I'd go get a staff member and be like, you know, there's a bear in the goddamn entrance, right? Are would, other people going around the bear? Would you, I mean, it's it, this is a ludicrous question that sometimes gets real answers, which is which is great, which is why I ask it. But this is it's special for Halloween Horror Nights because. Would you have a moment where you get there, there's a bear, and would you have a moment where you go, Oh, yes. Is this I, part of this? Yeah. Should I, am I going to look like the asshole if I'm the one who's like, do you guys know there's a bear there? And we're like, yeah, it's Halloween Horror Nights, you idiot. But also, there are other people there, so if the bear is like <laughs> mauling other guests, I'm going to be like, I don't think this bear is a part of the attraction. What if you're, how about this scenario? You're 
girlfriend is already in the park. She's in Halloween Horror Nights. You're arriving late. You had a gig. You have to catch up with her late. You get there late. There's nobody else there. It's just a bear at the gate. That's not... There's always people there is the thing. This okay. place is crowded. Also, you're now bumping up into the problem which so many movies are so bad at dealing with. And we live in a world with cell phones. <laughs> well, you text her and say, like, there's a bear. Like, if you were proposing this, if this was like an early 90s situation, <laughs> okay, that yeah, if you set this hypothetical situation in the early '90s, as filmmakers have done to get around yes. the cell phone issue, yeah, yeah, then would you I, take out your pager? Yeah, I'd like tie a note to a brick and hurl it <laughs> over the wall and hope that it didn't hurt anyone and that she got it somehow. Is there anything that you would navigate a bear for, just in terms of how obsessed of a person you are? Is there anything like any bit of media that if a bear was trying to stop you, you would try to navigate the bear? <laughs> if you're talking about like the antidote yeah, yeah. okay like, if it was life and death you would like, navigate uh, a bear and, yeah because it's life and death so i'm facing a life and death situation anyway so i okay. might as well take a stab at the bear <laughs> as opposed to just I'm, i'll die anyway okay <laughs> and then if you live you can have a birthday party because you will have earned it yeah that's a party not a birthday party <laughs> A bear surviving party. Yeah. And even then, I'd make it, if it's like an achievement, I'd make it small. I'd maybe be like, tell like 10, 15 people, like, I got this big thing. I'm excited. Yeah. I got the money for it. You guys want to come. But I'm not going to make a Facebook (laughs) thing for it. Yeah. Oh, uh... Will's playing young Han Solo. (laughs) You you should have a party if that happens. I I mean, I know it's not going to happen. I wouldn't tell anyone. (laughs) They would find out. I know. Deadline would... Out you. Yeah. Yeah. But I I wouldn't tell anyone. If you were I would make people... I would not tell anyone, and I would would tell all my reps. I'd be like, listen, don't post about this. Don't write... Like, I just want to see if people find out about this. Like... (laughs) I don't... Because it's going to be such a big thing. Yeah. I don't need them to make a whole deal about it. It's different than when you need... People around you would be posting about things if it's like, oh, you're making a pilot. Because people aren't going to. But, like, if your cast is young Han Solo. People will know. I'm going to be like, don't tell anyone. Let's see how long it takes people to find out about this. <laughs> would you uh, be defensive if your friends congratulated you about it? If they, they saw it on deadline and they texted you, hey, you're going to be young Luke Skywalker. Congratulations. Would you be like, yeah, whatever. I'd be tempted to lie. <laughs> it's another Will Weldon. Yeah. Another Canadian Will Weldon. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. This is the final How Obsessed Are You question. If you could not go to Halloween Horror Nights without you or someone you love first being punched in the crotch, would you still go to Halloween Horror Nights? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Would That's you... a horrible follow-up to the bear question. Because <laughs> the bear is worse in your mind? Yes! <laughs> in my mind. Yeah, I'm one of those weirdos who'd rather be punched in the balls by than mauled by a bear. Well, the question isn't, do you want to get mauled by a bear? It's, do you want to get around a bear? Right. So you're assuming that you will be but mauled. the implication of get around a bear. <laughs> like, I don't, it's not like I think the bear is just going to lecture me about fire safety. I'm picturing a mauling as the grand... Worst consequence. I think I might ask a question that way. If it's Smokey the Bear, he's <laughs> Do topless. Do want to be patronized, too? <laughs> yeah, he's got a shovel. He looks like a fucking murderer. <laughs> topless guy with a shovel in the woods. That is what you. that shovel was for, burying the bodies oh, yeah. of people that he mauled. <laughs> be careful of fire. <laughs> yeah. No other problems in the woods. Can you make a noise to sum up your obsession with Halloween Horror Nights? It's like some weird theater exercise that would get in my head that <laughs> I would hate. Be a scare actor. Um... No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't make a noise. No, I can't. I mean, if I could, if I was Michael Winslow, I would do, I don't know, like a turn, turnstile noise or something. Really? Yeah, to simulate going in. Yeah, what do they, do they the creak like, on the purpose? They're like, dunk That thing. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of the good. noise they make. Yeah. yeah. That's a great sound. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you said noise, it, right? Yeah, noise. Yeah, yeah because it, it, it'd be it's, the turnstile noise. It's accurate, and it sounds like a song might start. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and now Phil Collins. Uh, I've been, <laughs> I've been <laughs> raiding. <laughs> I would be terrified <laughs> if I went through a turnstile and that whole song started. <laughs> the most terrifying ever. You watch a man drown. <laughs> 
Uh, I've been rating people's obsession on a scale of one to seven. What uh, the fuck? I know, just because, just because I want to. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? I know. I'm, I'm full of myself. I'm <sighs> mad with obsessed power. Um, so I think you are about a four. Yeah. Because you really like him. You think about him. Yeah. But you have a lot of reservations. You yeah. have a lot of stopping points. I mean, that was almost why I hesitated to suggest this. Yeah. Because sometimes I also wonder if it's just a thing I like, but. I think about it a lot, <laughs> and it's f- so fun. And it's also, I think the most the thing that would most make me seem obsessed about it is that there are also aspects of it that I hate that okay. are truly a bad time. Like I hate waiting in those lines. Yeah. Those lines are insane. It doesn't matter what night you like by the by peak hours. You're waiting an hour. To go spend four minutes walking through a goddamn haunted house. Right. Where at best, I'm either going to enjoy the art design or be like, oh, (laughs) like that's, I'm waiting that long for that experience. And towards the end of that line wait, you're like, it has, have we become so deadened as a culture that like to experience true emotion and just like to experience the most real and like authentic emotional experiences, I have to pay like seventy five dollars to go to an amusement park to have them simulate a goddamn monster jumping out. <laughs> Is that what I've come to? But then, as you go through it, you're like, oh, this the the. That's why the bad one sucks so bad, right? Because you wait all that time and you walk through and you're like, no, it's bad. But a lot of the bad ones also don't have long waits. Yeah. So I'll wait twenty twenty five minutes and just go through one and be like, eh. Yeah. Like. Who like I did the Black Sabbath one because it was a real short wait. I was there. I was there on a date with a woman I called the police on. A story <laughs> oh, I have talked yeah. about previously. Yes, uh, I, that was our first date, and that was the <laughs> diciest first date choice of all time. <laughs> to take her through Black Sabbath, it could have well, yeah, it could have gone so bad. Just the whole the whole thing. But like that, and that's a great example. She was a huge horror movie fan, and I ended up calling the police on her because she attacked me. <laughs> so like, this is my dilemma movie. of never having things work out with horror movie fans. Yeah. Well, it, I, just real quick follow. But that's the upset. Yeah, that's what makes me feel like I'm obsessed. Is that there are parts of it I genuinely dislike, and the food is bad, and it's so expensive, and I can never. It's like never a super affordable experience for like. I'm always like, eh, things are going to be a little tight after I do this. Cause yeah. It's, and, like, parking is a lot. And, like, you're waiting in lines and, like, the traffic when you're leaving. But I, like, still – I still go because of the, like, brief moments of raw catharsis. That you can't get elsewhere. Yeah. Cool. That makes a lot of sense. We move on to our final questions. Does it have anything to do with your obsession? But they okay. can if you want. If you had to get a tattoo on your forehead, what would you get a tattoo of? See, again – I want more You want details. more? Oh, well, you can ask. But, like, it feels like I should honor the question as it's presented Follow-up questions are just fine. You are making these rules. No, it feels like I should honor the question. You are making up rules, then getting mad at yourself for violating them. Yes. <laughs> That's a great way to sum me up. <laughs> I, I would just this vague with no other details. Okay. I would get the phrase... I would get the phrase, I'm not going to give you two, I'm only giving you one, because again, that's not honoring the question. I would get the phrase, this was done under duress. <laughs> that's great, because it is very specific to that situation. And, and it explains it, people hopefully will see that and be like, that sounds uncomfortable, I'm not going to ask about that. Right. I don't want to have to talk about it. Right. That's it. Like, uh, right, because that's always going to be the conversation starter. Oh, God. Like, I know everybody asked this, but yeah. what's the story of your head tattoo? Or I would get a religious, well, even then, people are going to want to talk. But I get a religious symbol, and I'm not a religious person. Okay. But just because that's so self-explanatory, it makes it feel like people Yeah, why not. are people going to ask about the cross on the head? Yeah. Like, yeah, they probably don't want the answer no matter what it is. Yeah. Cool. Next question, which you can ask follow-ups if you want. If you could yell at an inanimate object to make it work better, and that actually worked. My car. Your car? My car. My car. My car. My car. Is this possible? Is this I a wish. real thing? I so wish. I also speak to my GPS in a way that makes me seem as if I am the most abusive human being in the universe. Uh, do you just scream at it for doing things wrong, for making bad choices? It, it, I just, it talks so much. 
<laughs> it's like left turn 500 miles left turn or left turn ahead yeah. left turn 500 miles at at this street turn left turn left and in the midst of that where you're driving through the city and you're making all these turns and it's just like rattling off five things i will just be like shut up you stupid bitch <laughs> and i do not talk to women that way yeah. but my gps is not a real person yeah and it'll be that and then I'll like turn right and be driving, and as I'm going through the intersection, it'll just be like turn left, and I'll like, be like, "Where the fuck were your five, <laughs> were your five build-up instructions before that one? You hunk of fucking garbage!" Yeah, I'll pick it up and scream at it while I'm driving. Yeah. Oh, I go crazy on it, but does my it car say, is always breaking down. Does it ever say recalculating? That's the worst because it feels like a comment on my life. Like you yeah. missed that. Recalculating. See, the thing I like is when I get somewhere and it goes, you have arrived. And I'm like, yeah, baby. <laughs> That's pretty great. All right. Well, the final question for the podcast is. How many final questions are you going to lob at me? This is the final, you final question. You keep saying final question. I said the final question in the How Obsessed Are You? Oh, and I then didn't these understand. these are among the final questions. I mis- and this is the final question. I mistook. I mistook all of those. Because I'm... I'm getting the final question, so I'm like, okay, I'll use the big emotion for this last one. <laughs> and then I get to... another one, and I'm like, man, come on. I can only maintain this energy level for so long. Well, now I'm just going to do it more <laughs> to other guests because I know that I'm getting the good stuff. Oh, my God. You can do it. This is the last for real question. I believe in you, Will Weldon. Here we go. What is happiness? <laughs> come on. <laughs> You've done the podcast before. Yeah, but I don't remember. It's been over the span of like two years. Yeah, I will, I will share this with you. You said something snarky. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, very funny, very snarky. Uh, in your moments where you are truly happy, where you're like, wow, this is weird because I know you, you have You know what issues. it is? It is focus. Focus. Happiness is focus. It is just having one thing you are thinking about. So maybe happiness is just being medicated <laughs> so I can function like a regular human being. But my happiest moments are when I'm just like... I have to do this thing, and then I start doing the thing. I know exactly where I'm going, and I have arrived. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Happiness is arriving. (laughs) That is a great answer. Thank you very much. That really was the last question. Thanks for doing the podcast. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. (laughs) That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Here's the best experience I've personally ever had at a haunted house. Someone dressed as the Grim Reaper suddenly bent over and yelled at my wife, Sarah. She was understandably upset, spooked, and let out a surprised gasp shriek. The Grim Reaper clearly felt bad about this, so the Reaper sort of shrugged and then put the reaping hand up to offer a high five. And I watched that with great joy as my wife high-fived the Grim Reaper, because I can't think of a better way to sum up the dark, ludicrous beauty of Halloween than high-fiving death itself. Spooky.